We're, I think we're good to go with our mates over at SENZ. Are we good? Yes, we are. That Hello, sounds Maddie. to me as though Dan McCarty's on the line. Hello, mate. Good morning to you. Get, welcome, welcome, g'day. welcome to this side of the Tasman. Well, I, I'm happy to be with you. Um, do you want a chief antagonising officer? I, I, I can play that role. <laughs> C-A-O. Yes. Yes. Roll a off the C-A-O. tongue. But, you know. Now, this, yeah. this came about, Dan, last year when I was uh, part of the coaching staff. I, I was looking for ways to try and, you know, get our team all revved up. So I decided, because I'm weird, I decided to sit around <laughs> and print out business cards and give them all titles. So I had a chief inspiration officer. I had a chief vibe officer, um, a, a chief of attack so, yeah, 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 it was awesome. So, I like the CAO, the chief and – what was it? <laughs> antagonisation officer. What, antagonization what were you, benevolent dictator? Is, it, is, is that what you had on your card? <laughs> benevolent dictator, something like that? <laughs> you know what radio hosts yes, are like? and mate? when you are, you know that you don't, you don't need a – yeah, you don't need a card. When you're the benevolent dictator, you're just the benevolent dictator. Hey, um, how are you guys feeling about India tonight – um, there's a lot of focus on the weather for Australia v South Africa, yeah. but gee, this this is going to be an enormous game. You'll be ca- uh, calling it with Grant, with Peter McGlashan and Barat, of course, as well. So, what's the general chat about from the Kiwi side of, uh, point of view? Well, I'm desperately trying to find rays of sunshine, unlike the Kolkata weather. Weather looks like it could rain from now uh, till the end of time, which is obviously not great for you guys, and we'll deal with that later. But you've got to try and find the sunshine because this Indian team is so darn good. Nine from nine at group play. The, the only the only weakness I can see in the, is in their batting lineup, numbers eight through 11. They have a longish tail, but the problem is they've only been six down three times in this whole tournament. Such is the might and power of that top order and that bowling lineup. Like Mohamed Shami, like seriously, 16 wickets at nine at this tournament. And he's led a brilliant attack. So I'm trying to find the sunshine. It sounds all doom and gloom uh, because they're so very, very good. But let's be frank. New Zealand have a track record at being a thorn in the bum for India at ICC events. I've sort of dubbed us the Grim Reaper. Uh, you know, fear the Reaper India. Um, you know, when the curtains pull back and they're wearing black, it's us. We're here. Um, we, we will fight to the bitter end. And you've got to give us a puncher's chance, don't you? It would be a huge upset, Maddie. It would be a huge upset. But, you know, New Zealand have made the last two finals. Um, and there's a reason for that because they're a pretty good cricket side. Yeah, and a heck of a lot of pressure too, isn't there? I mean, there's always pressure on on your national teams as there is with ours. What's been the the general read? For Australia, it was kind of pretty simple, mate, aside from the fact that people have been falling off golf carts and all sorts of weirdness. But it was a sluggish start for Australia. They've now got the full squad back together. They hit the ground running after those first two matches, whereas New Zealand's form's been a little bit up and down. So... What's been the read on your team throughout this and, and what you need to sort out before India tonight? Well, the bowling, really. Uh, in the three games leading up to their last group game against Sri Lanka, which turned into a must-win game, um, New Zealand fans wouldn't have wanted that. They wanted a much more comfortable sort of ride through the semifinals. I think New Zealand had conceded 943 or 45 runs at about 120 overs. Um, in the three games before that, that, does, that makes for some pretty sorry reading. Um, and had struggled to take wickets as well as going an alarming rate. They did a much better job, and the key was wickets in the power play. They had been so lacking in that, and when New Zealand's at their best, it's generally Trent Bolt 
and others picking wickets up top. There's no Matt Henry. He's out injured, unfortunately. But Sim South, he's a very, very experienced campaigner uh, and sort of balances nicely with Trent Bolt. But if I'm to say that the most important man, it probably is uh, Trent Bolt in my mind, if he can pick up wickets in the power play. Because our batting has looked good uh, throughout this tournament, especially through the middle overs. Uh, overs 11 through 40. New Zealand have been particularly strong in that. But they're up against an attack who are so good at taking wickets throughout. So uh, lots of intriguing matchups. Um, but if we can just sow a little bit of doubt um, and then, you know, apply more pressure when you've got that doubt, because I'm sorry, all the pressure's on India. There's 1.4 billion reasons for oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%, mate. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. And can you imagine the pressure, especially knowing that they've gone through undefeated, everything's been going their way. And if they, if they have a glitch here, it's, go, it's probably... Well, it would be. It'd be a worse glitch here than, than going to the final and, and losing the deciding match, I reckon. So it's it's an interesting one for them. I It blew me away yesterday, Dan, when I was doing some research around this about Rohit Sharma. So we know what he's been up to and how he's been leading from the front, quite literally. Um, scored more power play runs. He scored at a higher yeah. average quicker with more fours and more sixes than anyone in this World Cup. And then you go, well, that's awesome, but then what about those that then come after him as well? So if he fires, then it opens the gates for those that normally fire anyway. You've got Coley, you know, um, Shreyas Iyer, KL Rahul. They're, they're all there ready to pounce. And if, if you can shut down Sharma, perhaps you get an even better look in. Well, the problem is it's not a case of cutting off the head of the snake because they come at you. You even even mentioned Shubman Gill, who might be one of the most talented young players going around. The kid averages over 60. Mm-hmm in one day international cricket, has a, has a double hundred to his name. Coley's got 4,900. Sharma's got the most hundreds in World Cup history. Um, it's, a, it's a ridiculous top six. So that's why I ad- identify sort of um, uh, power play wickets. If you can take two or three, which New Zealand did at the last World Cup semi-final against them, I think they were three down for five. Completely different conditions. I get all of that. Uh, but, but they've got to find a way to get into the middle order and have that middle order under a bit of time pressure, knowing we've got to back quite a period of time here because we don't want to expose number seven and eight to too many balls. That's the path to victory, I'm concerned. And applying that pressure is what Australia just needs to do because of South Africa's history, right? They can't escape their history, having won just one knockout game. That was a quarterfinal. Never won at a semi-final stage. Um, I spoke to Neil Manthorpe, the long-time South African cricket commentator, a couple of days ago, and he said, brilliant uh, sort of story of uh, speaking to Rassi van der Dussen, um, who was like, hey, no, the history is not us. Uh, we're a different side. Uh, but then in the same breath started saying, I knew exactly where I was in 1992 when we lost the semi-final <laughs> to England. I knew exactly where I was in 1999 when Kluzner and Alan Donald couldn't complete that single. Y- you can't ex- escape the past. So it's so much pressure on South Africa. And, you know, <clears throat> if Australia can keep it close and late, the green and gold win, right? That's just what happens. Mm. It's, that's the classic case of the history's not us, but geez, I remember it. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, and of course, we, we look at the weather for Australia v South Africa, and I've been going through this for my listeners here this morning. Not just the weather for Thursday, Dan, but the weather for Friday. So the reserve day, the weather actually yeah. looks even worse. At, at least there is a chance of showers tomorrow during the day. It'll be a 2 p.m. Kolkata time start, so they can get it underway in the afternoon. But there's showers around in the other and then rain at night. Whereas if they go to Friday, 
it's rain during the day and rain during the night. And that means that it's, it's going to be heavy. If all that plays out and they can't get 20 overs per side, South Africa go through to the final because they finished ahead of us on net yeah. run rate. And no, no one wants that apart from New Zealand cricket fans who will probably chuckle at you guys. Um, just, just be prepared. Just be prepared <laughs> Thanks, for that. Man. I know you're big, big enough and ugly, ugly enough to take it. But I, I can tell you this, having experienced a two-day, one-day uh, semi-final against India, uh, Manchester, I think it was, in 2019, it's not good for the heart. Yes. Um, you know, you go to bed, uh, you know, still pondering everything, uh, you know, looking back at every decision made, trying to forecast what's going to happen the next day, it can be a little bit excruciating. So I do hope they can actually get it done, firstly, and ideally on just one day for, for all of your fans and listeners. Let's hope we have a one-day, one-dayer instead of a two-day, one-dayer. Hey, good luck tonight. Good calling uh, tonight. Thank you. Wish you all the very best. Uh, there he is, folks. Uh, have a good day, Dan.